Hi, I'm Roxanne, and I've been reporting everything Real Housewives and Bravo TV for the past 15 years, and now with my cousin Chantel. Hey, Roxanne. We're breaking down episodes and sharing exclusive content with your favorite and not-so-favorite Bravo TV stars. Listen to All About TRH wherever you get your podcasts. Now, guys, we're back with Jason. Jason just got back from D.C. last night. So I think he's running probably on about three hours of sleep right now. So the fact that he's even doing this, I have all of the respect in the world. He's going to be like, I'm going to kill you. So if you haven't already, go ahead, smash that like button. If you're not subscribed, get subscribed. And I want to start off before we bring up Jason with you guys rating last night's episode of The Real Housewives of Potomac Reunion Part 2. 1 to 10, 10 being the highest. Let's start with Jay. Hi. Good morning. Happy Monday. I'm using my last piece of energy to do this live. Hey. (laughs) I'm actually excited because we have some fun topics to talk about today. I mean, listen, I was just in in D.C. I flew in and out of uh, Reagan National, which um, it used to be not the place to fly into, but damn, that airport is so nice. But seeing just a little bit of the cherry blossoms start to come out reminded me of the Real Housewives of Potomac and how delicious this season has been and how great the reunion has been so far. I'm going to have to give it like a good... Let's give it an 8.5. Can I I just tell you the buildup for that was so good? When you were talking about the airport, I'm like, where's he going with this? And you're like, (laughs) this delicious season. I felt like you just... I mean, spending time... Spending time in my hometown was very, well, very fun. But um, I also, you know, was going to meet up with someone, decided that we didn't have enough time, but maybe next time, but we'll bring some Potomac towards you. But I, I got some opinions some, from friends about this season, and it made me look at things a little differently. And I find myself, for the Real Housewives of Potomac, starting to really, really side with, um, oh my gosh, I'm going to be biased or whatever people say, but with Candace and Wendy. No, see, I, I've been on a lot. Season, Candace, Candace got me back this season. I will say that she did win me back. And honestly, like she's probably like, who gives a? I don't have she to win give a back. shit what you think. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. No, but I'm saying like watching her this season, I felt like I got to understand a little bit more about her and that, the that bullshit she so has weird. to deal with. Yeah, I, you know, for me too, I just felt like. Really, Giselle was trying to demonize a lot of what she was doing and Chris this whole season. I can't wait until we get to the third part of the reunion where we can actually have Chris come out and talk to Giselle. Um, I I don't know. The hypocrisy in this reunion has been crazy. Are we starting with the reunion? Yes, let's start with the reunion. I Sweet. just want to say, I want to say really quick. We have the third part coming next week, right? Yes. If you think about it, or this weekend, Sunday, whatever. But if you think about it, Robin is supposed to be addressing this whole cheating allegation situation with Juan on the third part of the reunion. And this was a last ditch attempt to, you know, for Bravo to recontrol the narrative. They sure. filmed her at Watch What Happens Live. It's not even the full third part. And she's already talked about this. So I don't know what else is she going to say. It's the same exact appearance that you've already asked her the questions. How, what is it going to be like the last 10 minutes? I That's think it kind of looks, you know, I really think he should have done a separate thing to make it like look like that. But this was something that came up last minute, too. You can't really blame Andy or production for the way they were trying to do this. I think that's why they had her on Watch What Happens Live. And I'm sure they did a much, of course, a much lengthier interview. But the thing is, it's like, you're right in the sense we already know. Right. We already know these things. And it just looks like kind of half assed that we're putting this at the end. But to see him in in the interview and you see the previews of the interview and she's sitting there stirring her drink like very uncomfortable. I still want to see what it's about, like what other kind of information we would get. Listen, at the end of the day, it is what it is. You're not going to convince me that your husband was DMing with this woman. She came in from Canada. She lost her wallet. Then she contacted him because she still has a phone. So she got to the hotel and then Juan Dixon met up with her and felt so bad for her that he ended up charging the hotel to his card. We've already called BS on this. This was, I mean, this is the most BS story. If you had done that, you wouldn't be sitting here doing this live with me. You know what I mean? Like it's just, me. 
A hundred percent. And okay. Not <laughs> I, I, it's such a ridiculous story. I mean, they have worked through it. They've already worked through it. As Robin said, a lot of people are saying this is a personal situation. It's between Juan and Robin. We don't need to know about it, but we see all of these situations happening on the show. This is something that we needed to see, especially from Robin. Now I do have to say too, um, at the very beginning of the reunion, Giselle tells Candace she's making a bigger deal of this whole Chris situation in her room. But it was Giselle to make it a big deal on the cameras. It was Giselle who was the one who waited months, like Candace said, to bring this up in front of cameras, in front of all the United States, as Candace likes to say. So uh, Giselle and Robin mm, rubbing me as hypocrites this season. I mean, and to be, to kind of piggyback off of what you're saying too, Giselle came out here and she did an interview saying, okay, like wait until the reunion. I'm bringing out all the receipts. Like you thought it was bad, Chris. It's it's about to get worse. You're the one who brought this up. Then you have Carlos King, who is the ex-producer. Now he's doing his own thing. And he came out and said in an interview on his podcast, he was like, mm, I got some tea. I talked to some of the Potomac women and they contrived this whole storyline before they even started, which is what mm. we heard previously about Monique when it came to the paternity the trainer, of her child. The trainer, yeah. Right. The personal trainer, yes. And we all, they ha- actually, they had that discussion when they were at TomTom after being at Andy Cohen's baby shower. Right. And they also had that discussion on the reunion floor and it got edited out. Right. So, they, I mean, they, they talked about right. all of this, but if... I mean, Andy and Bravo, they're not going to leave that in the reunion because then it's it goes from being the real housewives to the contrived storyline of the housewives. And I think what happens here is people, the viewers are so smart, but you never want to confirm. It's like, are aliens real? We don't know. There are signs. I don't know. But once you tell us they're real, the whole world is going to go into panic. You know what I mean? You know, earlier this season too, Karen put out a thing said there's a there's another lady on the Real Housewives of Potomac and her name is Production. And Production has really given it to us this season and Production knows we're not dumb. Like we see straight through all of the BS. Like when Ashley's friend Deborah or aka Sesame Street as not Candace Sesame. likes to call her. <laughs> not Sesame Street. Not Sesame Street. <laughs> um you know, when she did also kind of accused Chris of being flirtatious is now still standing by the story that it was editing. And now you have Ashley who's like, I mean, she still stands by that story. It's just not in her character to do this. And then we had the whole happy Eddie situation. It seems like a lot of people were being targeted and specifically Wendy's husband, Eddie and Chris. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Strange, yeah. strange. No. There's definitely two sides of, of, of two teams here. If I were Chris, and I understand because we see going into the like the Potomac reunion part three where he's livid, right? He's right. mad. He's having to explain to Candace's mom, her family, his family, his kids, his ex, the people that he works with. He has to explain this to everyone because there's millions of eyes on this franchise. And it is one of the most popular Housewives franchises at the moment. So... I could get where he would come in and be so upset. However, I would think that there would have to be some sort of element of vindication here with editing and the way that they show that he never really talks to this woman anyways. Yes. But then I think for him, he's not even, he's not looking at it like, oh my gosh, I've been vindicated. He's probably looking at, looking at it like this should have never been a topic of conversation to begin with. So thank you for the vindication. We shouldn't even be at the, like this shouldn't be happening. No, no. Not at all. So I mean, listen, so th- the other great thing about The Real Housewives of Potomac, though, I, I feel like it is the most, for me to watch is the most fun franchise because, like I said, the season was a little delicious and fun, and there were a lot of great clapbacks. I mean, the shade, delicious word? I don't know. I just feel like so delicious today that I want to say delicious. 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 This coffee you were like is literally delicious. A zombie. It's the only thing keeping me awake. You were a zombie 30 minutes ago, and now you're delicious. I am a delicious zombie until I fall asleep and that sleep will be delicious. Okay. We're, we're done with delicious. Wait, but okay. I want to season. You- hold on. This franchise is relatable. These women are relatable. They're, they're, um, they're fun. They're smart. They're, I just love this franchise. I think that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> Out of who on this cast is relatable. I think they're all relatable in their own ways. Like, like how? maybe maybe not Karen Huger. I don't find her very relatable, but I love her. Um, 
I think Wendy, I mean, just having the families that they do and going through some of the things they're doing, um, Candace and Chris being kind of open on their relationship. We're watching Ashley go through a divorce and deal with problems with a prenup and, and oh, yeah, okay. you know, alimony, stuff like that. Um, Wendy Osefo, I love the way she is with her family. Giselle being a single mother raising kids like this. It's relatable. It's fun. They have these longstanding relationships. Where I have a problem with the show in general is when Giselle starts to do her shit where she's, you know, putting off... Uh, she, we're not focusing on Giselle ever. What happens in Giselle's life? What happens in Giselle's life is she's interfering on every occasion she can in everyone else's. And that's not a storyline anymore. And even though we had an activated Robin this season, her storyline, she didn't play out on TV. Yeah. I mean... At that point, I think, it, again, I don't want to see anybody get fired ever, but Karen Huger just recently said that on season eight, Robin has a lot of explaining to do and she's bringing all of the mess to Robin's doorstep. I really don't personally think that they should give Robin a season eight, not as a housewife. If anything, demote her to a friend of. I think that this should have been... We we took or no. give her a break. We took Kenya off of the Real Housewives of Atlanta because she went and got married. Now it's not the time for a break, though, because now you can really push this narrative this this uh story going into next season the she will be held more accountable because remember the reunion was filmed before all this came out and stuff like that so i think the women will i think this is actually and i hate to say this because i've never liked robin on the show we got definitely an activated robin this season but i feel like we need the follow-up we need a half we need we need no cast change okay, unless fine. jacqueline unless jacqueline brings these receipts that is that are crazy then keep me up, bring Jacqueline and just add on. But don't, no one needs to, no you one take it out. Go. Okay, no. well then, Sharice. But Sharice, yeah, Sharice, you can go. You you didn't even land the plane for what you were trying. You, you, you flew that plane into a mountain. Sharice came with a target on literally Karen's back and she just zoomed right past it. She had everything. She's like, she oh, threw I the got dart, all of And there's the target. And she went, oh. Yeah. It's yeah, like, where are you did, going? She did not land the plane. But I, if we do bring Robin back next season, then I want somebody's messy ass to get Canada Girl and bring her to a filming situation and then have Canada uh, Girl share what happened. Well. That's the only way that I think it would be fair. That would be reasonably shady of Giselle to do. So maybe she's not going to do that. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, though, too, what were your thoughts when Mia... I feel like Mia looks so uncomfortable on this couch right now. And I think it's because she knows they're about to bring Jacqueline out, right? Yes. Okay. So I think from there, in her mind, she's like, oh, what, like, what the hell is about to happen? What is she going to come with? Because the thing is, they've known each other for a long time. There's a lot of history. They hook up with each other. They sleep with each other's husband or G or whatever, but not too much, but just a little bit, but no penetration. Like the way that they talk, it's just wild. So you know Gross. that they know each other. Exactly. You know that they know each other very, very well. And when Mia took to social media with all of this stuff about the finances and everything that was going on with her and her husband and his brother taking over the company and pushing them out, none of it made sense the way that they talked about this. And yeah, the, the explanation... Could... Sorry, go ahead. No, the only way I could think it that it would make sense is that there would be a board of people and that the company is going public or the company is a public company or something like that. And you got voted off the board. But then I would still think that if you created all of these companies and franchises, you would have some sort of money or income still left. Like they might not let you make decisions, but you would think that you would still be in charge. And then she's even coming and saying, Mia, you were never a CEO. And it's like, oh, and that's me. I mean, it's it's crazy because both of these ladies have come ready. I mean, from the previews we've seen, um, Mia has this Pandora's box. I mean, we've seen everything from Manila envelopes to posters to all kinds of stuff. Now we a have a binder. Pandora's box, a binder. Thank you. Um, now we have this Pandora's box of receipts, but Jacqueline is very well prepared too. So I'm really curious to see who can prove what. But Mia lost me a lot this season, not only with her drink throw at Wendy. And I thought, thinking back at it, I was almost thinking like Robin when Robin was saying, you know, Wendy, don't I, I, I find her or I found her. And let me change that word. I found her antagonistic of Mia. But remember, I said on our recap one week, if you threw a drink at me, I'd be up in two seconds in your face. OK, so I have to applaud Wendy for settling down but mia has not had a good look this season from her choice of airbnb in miami to uh 
her openings of that's of the where joint. you go. That's, <laughs> that, you know what that just reminded me of? A Miami adjacent. Look, she swam in your pool. Like it, it's like it's so she swam in your pool. It's so irrelevant, but yes, your husband's I, I in get, the pool. Yeah, husband's in the pool. What did you think? And me, I hope Mia received what Doctor Wendy Osefo was trying to say there on the reunion floor because don't I think what happens to a lot of people think because there's cameras there nothing can happen you just threw a drink on her she's still a full-on human being and you did that in front of millions of viewers and she gets up and slaps you it's not just a drink throw i mean you look even in the chat it is assault it's like this is we've seen i mean (laughs) in beverly hills it's like friday night but you know here it's it's not it's not it was not a cute look and it was very close it was very violent the throw and i just i'm the way wendy has handled this has been very appropriate. I even like the fact that she said, you know, I was coming to your room to apologize, to talk to you for the group. And right. you can definitely see that in the reunion because she does still hold some resentment, which I don't blame her for. Dr. Wendy Osefo is definitely a class act. And I think that the way that she handled this situation, I at first, when I first saw her, I, when she first came onto the show, I did not know if I was going to really like her because I didn't know what was going on. I mean, we had the Monique Samuels, Candace Hiller Bassett of it all. Then all of a sudden we have four degrees, four degrees, four degrees. And it, it just like, I, I didn't know how she was going to fit into the group, what the dynamics were going to be. But I, I am loving her more and more. I, I do agree with you. If there's anybody that could probably go at this point, it would most likely be Sharice. And I say, let's uh, Sharice, they, why? Why did they even bring her? If she does not come to this reunion next week, prepared and ready and like guns ablazing here, you know, it's yeah. not, it's yeah. please, please. You don't, you, you don't fit in with the group anymore. What did you think about Mia insinuating that Dr. Wendy Osefo hooked up with Peter? Cause I she knew you were going to say that. that. I knew you were going to say that. I don't see that ever happening. I think what she really did was find somebody, find an opportunity. You can tell that Wendy wants to use other things that are four degrees, right? She wants right. to do candles. She, she wants to have a housewife business. They all right. want to have housewife businesses. And when this opportunity came up to have a restaurant, which we all know is very, very difficult, um, I think that she just wanted to see if she could have that spot. No, do I think that she ever slept with Peter or gave that insinuation? I don't think so. I think that is just as about as a strong... Just as much as a strong claim as the Happy Eddie claim. I don't think that happened. And also, I think Mia admitted right after she said that that didn't happen. Yeah, it, but I don't like that. You know what I mean? Like, but you, that's Mia. That's Mia. Remember her Twitter last year throwing shit out and then being like, oh, no, I didn't mean that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Okay. So I want to kind of just cap this part off with sort of a segue and just acknowledging something. I thought it was very interesting last night. And I have so much respect for the network and Bravo and the ladies to be able to have the conversation over the colorism claims. And I mm. think that instead of us having those conversations off TV and then people, you know, like there's all there's social media and everyone kind of attacks each other. I'm not talking about just over colorism. I'm talking about all kinds of different things. We avoid the conversation. And last night they didn't. And the way that they led into that and let Candace talk about this, I really thought that that was I thought that was special. I thought that was interesting because it absolutely, absolutely. for for Andy just to sit back and shut his mouth for five seconds. I thought that was great. But even though I, he's done a great interview or sorry, a great interview, a great reunion this season so far. So applause to that. But um, I, I thought it was necessary because I think it's something that has been kind of, you know, scathed, pushed over for for too long. Now, I've seen a lot of people even in this chat, but also on Twitter and say we haven't even scratched the surface on that topic and it's definitely for a longer conversation. I think that they gave for the reunion and just the reunion, the appropriate conversation f- between the ladies. Um, but it, it's yes, it was very interesting. It's it's still like I'm still learning about that situation as we learn about everything else that has been going on. You know, I feel like I'm learning every day. This is life. <laughs> this yeah. is life. Like I'm learning that I need more sleep tonight. But it's interesting because I I didn't really. I want to say last year or the year before when it was for the this, the colorism was brought up, I didn't necessarily understand it. 
Now, listening to Canis explain that, explain this, watching the season back, thinking about the season back, I can completely understand where they're coming from. And I'm, it's, it's a, definitely an interesting conversation. And I, I agree. I, I want to know more about it. Um, Natoshki said, Andy should have left the room. It was awkward to remain there. At one point, they panned out and, um, and he was legit sitting there with his eyes closed. Um, I here's don't the agree thing. with that. I don't think he should Here, have left the room. Whole, well, here's the thing. I, I think, could they have done a better job at it? Absolutely. Could they have not done it at all? Absolutely. So I feel like we got the medium, the happy medium of what Bravo is willing to do here. Do I think maybe this would have been a great thing to leave to the very end? I think you had let the reunion play out, let the conflict and resolution, you know, proceed. And then at the very end, yes, I agree. Let Andy leave the room, let the conversation happen and let the women come together at the end. That would have been a much better way to end a reunion than putting it right there in the middle. I do agree with that. But again, just the fact that the network is doing that, you know, it's a step. Yeah. 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 Janelle, this was interesting too. Um, that colorism convo could have been so much more. It was not good and it deserved more time. It was not handled well. And as a black woman, I was disappointed. Wow. Yeah, I, I've seen that a lot. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I've um, seen that a lot. Well, Sarah even said Robin's going to get more airtime than the colorism conversation. Give it a special. And we've had too much Robin time this, this season. It's Okay, guys, we're anyway. going to out of this because we're gonna, we will cap this off next week when we probably get to the moment like we were waiting for Beverly Hills when we heard about the Aspen drama of it all only to get to a moment where there really wasn't that big of a moment. But I want to segue here by saying this. We just got photos of the women starting to film season 13 of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Why this is important is because in the photos, they're all smiling. They look like they like each other. There's no bad ache. Hold on. We're teetering a fine line here because we can't be all hi, tea and crumpets, but we also can't be, let's destroy each other's families. I thought it was interesting to see Erica filming with the rest of the women, kissing Crystal, hanging out and hugging all of her Sutton. She was a totally different person without Lisa Rinna there. And that is the same thing that I've been saying about Potomac for the longest time is take Robin out and see if Giselle sinks or swims. Like you have to see, like she relies on her too much. I know, but not now. Like now I, I'm okay with Robin next season. I had to think about it. Because I think maybe even two weeks ago I said Robin shouldn't be on the show, but now I'm like, no. Robin? We finally have we are, we actually finally have a blossom holding. Person. Robin, your it's job has a, been saved. A today. wallflower, yes, she's yes. not just a wallflower. Here's the thing about Beverly Hills, though, is you know we have to. We've all been complaining about the toxicity mm-hmm. of Beverly Hills and what happened and transpired this past season with Lisa Renna, with Kathy Hilton, just with Lisa Renna in general, because it felt like she was just on a downward spiral and that right. she did need to maybe take this time off or this break or never come back again. We don't know, but yes, we are going to see, I think a more lighter uh, Beverly Hills this season. I think that's what people have asked for. That's what we want to see. How can they make that interesting by throwing in the thing is they just started filming. We haven't seen who's coming back or who's added yet. And I think that will be the fuel on the fire that kind of makes the show because right now we're assuming Dorita's still a full-time housewife, which she is, even though she shouldn't be. But but you guys know how this works. We we're hearing rumors right now. We had yeah. Tiki or Tracy Lynn Johnson and Tiki Barber. She filmed all season as a freaking housewife, got demoted last minute, and she was at the reunion and they didn't even air her. Then we just heard rumors for Orange County that last minute they're making decisions to demote Gina and promote Taylor Armstrong, which we don't know if that's true yet. But yeah, it's like you actually, you don't know what's going to happen until... You never know. Week. I mean, listen, Taylor Armstrong, I think she got her warm-up in Ultimate Girls Trip. She came in, and then Gina's kind of always just been there, you yeah. know? So we'll see how that plays out. But I'm I'm super curious to see how Beverly, Hill play, Beverly Hills plays out, especially with the rumors. You have Dorit's friend, Tracy Tudor, is now kind of being touted as a housewife, which, by the way, a lot of people have been posting, here's Tracy Tudor's audition all over, like, Twitter and Instagram and stuff, and... I'm kind of here for Tracy Tudor, really. I'm here for Tracy Tudor, and I want to know more about this Claudine Keene woman. Yes. I want to know, she's apparently Dorit's friend, and her husband is a soccer coach. Um, she has... Thank goodness he's not a lawyer or a finance person. 
Nope. He's an Irish soccer coach, so I don't think we have to worry about anybody going to prison right now. Isn't that so pathetic? Like, at, that is the stage that we're... Uh, first of all, anybody... I would hate... 10 years ago, like, the Housewives had it so good. Not 10 years ago, but when they first started, it was like, yeah, we had social media. We had MySpace and stuff. They had... Remember, they had those cute little blogs MySpace. where they would have to write... They had to write Did their Did we have MySpace in 2010, 11? Now you can't, like... Now housewives that come in, before it was like, oh, we don't know who this woman is. Is she going to be fun? Is she not? Now it's like, okay, guys, we just got the green light. We have a new housewife. Everybody split up and let's see what we can find. Let's take Open her. your closet. Open yeah. your closet. Let's see what's yeah. in it way in the back. Let, yeah. What, what yeah. do you have in storage, girl? Because we need to figure it out. Yeah. And I hope we're not going to see another season like this. Like we just saw in Beverly Hills. I hope we have a, a a more Ladies of London cotton candy, but dramatic. It can be dramatic without all the, you know, I mean, Erica's drama is still going to be there, but without all the court drama, without all the scamming, without all the, you know, digging up things, it can be very interesting. I mean, just watching Tracy Tudor's clip from Million Dollar Listing with Josh Flagg, I was like, this is interesting. And all it is, is a he said, she said kind of thing, or, you know, saying something personal that needs an apology this is interesting it can be interesting without all of the circus behind you know like the erica girardi situation i mean tracy tudor please tracy tudor we're here for you grace us with your presence no i i think too at the end of the this season i'm so curious i'm calling it now i feel like the fans who watch real housewives of beverly hills we're going to have another moment it's going to be a Jax Taylor, Stassi Schroeder, Ramona Singer, Nene Leaks kind of moment of like somebody leaves, right? And everybody's like, okay, she's, they're gone. And then they've been asking for this. And then all of a sudden they're gone and it's be careful what you wish for. And I'm wondering if that's... I mean, with Jax Taylor and Ramona, I don't think... <laughs> I know a lot of people were like, you know, we want them gone, but, you know, we miss them now. I don't... Who is missing Jax Taylor? Um, well, see, I thought nobody would be missing Jack. His Taylor, energy has been replaced. What? <laughs> James has definitely. James, sometimes Tom Sandoval. Like, yeah. the energy is still there. We don't need the Jax Taylor. Yeah. Okay, so before we get into the Vanderpump rules of it all, give us your Beverly Hills predictions. I think we do have a newcomer, um, for sure. I think that one of the people you brought up will be a friend of, and I think we have a returning housewife. So. Those are my predictions as of now. Did you see where Brandy Glanville just tweeted out? I'm so over all of this. I'm going to go hang out with my real friends. No, I mean, she should probably just stay off social media for a minute. Yeah, probably. But just for a minute. I don't think when I saw that, I was like, she's just messing with you guys because she also posted that one thing where she let the diamond out of her hand. Remember? And she said, yes, Christmas present. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't I don't think that I, we're, we're not going to see Brandy on Beverly Hills. This was something that I was talking about what like a month ago I was like, yeah, we could see her on Beverly Hills and it might be interesting, but after everything that has happened, especially the investigation going on right now, and then it was reported that she was supposed to still even with the investigation happening be at the Traders reunion, she obviously is not was not there. Is not was not. Isn't that tonight? Am I missing something? No, she didn't go to the reunion. Yeah, but when was that? Last night? Oh, I don't know. I've, I've never even watched an episode of Traders. What? The UK one is way, way superior, I think. But anyway, um, I, we won't see her for a while. It's it's yeah. going to be a break or it's going to be a... We're done. I think so. Yeah, I think... What I think it, so. I th- yeah. No, I, I agree because I think what is going to happen is that there's going to be the investigation. They're going to conclude the investigation. I feel like what they're going to say is we didn't find any sort of wrongdoing because they don't want fans to attack either of the women. And then they're just going to part ways and quietly just like, okay, we want this to go away. We don't want to talk about this. We don't condone this. Kind of like what we did with Salt Lake City. Right. I mean, they're Agreed. two totally different instances, but it's like, it seems like the network is always trying to get ahead. And by getting ahead, it's like push that sh- as far back as you possibly can. We are yeah. not talking about, don't bring it Put up. Put it in the don't back of our it. closet so we can bring it out later. Yes. When the skeletons need to Save be revealed. Save that for three seasons from now. Okay. We have a yeah. storyline, season 16. We're on season 13. Yeah. Season 16. Keep the storyline. Okay. Yeah. So you think that we're going to bring back somebody 
an old housewife. So I'm guessing that you're probably saying Lisa Vanderpump then. That's who I'm you're assuming. Who. I'm not saying who. You're assuming. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I still think we'll get some kind of appearance from Lisa. I mean, come on. I think we're going to get, I think we're going to get a Garcelle appearance with Lisa. And I think what's going to It's happen, already been filmed. Of course that, we are. That wasn't for Beverly Hills. That was for Vanderpump Rules. So I know. I think, that's what I'm saying. We, we've, yeah, we know that's going to happen. I still think we're going to see a Vander, or not Vanderpump Rules appearance. At least a Vanderpump appearance on Beverly Hills. I really think we're going to see it. But I mean, this is the perfect segue too, because now that you've met up with Sutton, you're good friends with Kathy, you're friends with Garcelle, let's just bring you in. Because yeah. you, it, it, it makes sense now. Whereas before, it didn't really make sense because who would she have hung out with? It would have just been awkwardly like her walking in being like, hi, ladies, last time I saw all of you guys, you were complete assholes to me. Right? Exactly. Okay. I, I, I'm not going to hold my breath, but I'm hoping yeah. for a Vanderbump return. Okay, so let's move on to um, the next thing. Really quick, I wanted to ask you, what? can you just clarify this um, before I get into Vanderpump Rules? What is sure. going on with Captain Lee and Captain Sandy? Well, I, oh, I think that's old news. No, I know. I, know. I keep hearing, but be, people keep asking me about it. They're just, they're not getting along because he went on Twitter. That's it? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing. She's being asked a lot about it because she's doing kind of a press tour. You know, she did Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop, which is very interesting to listen to her on there. I really highly recommend that interview if you want to find out kind of what's happening really on season 10 of Below Deck. Um, but uh, let me let me try to give you that whole explanation because we've talked a little bit about this on Anchor Watch and now I have more information about what's happening oh, on Below Deck, okay? So okay. Captain Lee, of course, came on. He needed some surgery. He had health issues. Captain Sandy went to replace him. Okay. Mm -hmm. During which she fired one of the crew members, Camille. Now Camille was fired because she needed to be fired. He tweeted something on like, well, I wish you would have given me some kind of warning or or notice that you were going to do this. Well, we saw on camera that she did call her. Now, when the captain is manning the ship, the captain makes all the calls. It is not Captain Lee's ship at that point. It's Captain Sandy's. We've had Captain Sean on below deck or sorry on anchor watch talk about that situation now the tweets got a little kind of out of hand because then captain sandy's partner leah tweeted she did this as a favor to you to help you out and she left me during a time i needed you so right now you see captain lee kind of like going off on twitter a bit because a lot of rumors are saying he is fired we've already actually we before the season even aired i told everyone at anchor watch that captain lee this will be his last season and it's not so much that he's fired. I think the network is like, you have health issues. You're running a boat. This is a, a security and safety concern. So, you know, whatever. So you brought in Captain Sandy. But they are making changes to Below Deck. And I think we're going to start to see that in Sailing and uh, Below Deck Med. They're trying to revamp the franchise. We know that Captain Carey from... Uh, Below Deck Adventure is now going to take over for Captain Lee and is currently filming. We know that we are getting another captain. I don't know on if it's going to be for Below Deck or they're adding a different franchise, but there is another captain on their way too. But the whole fight between Lee and Sandy, I just think is a little... Do you think it's a, it's so bravo? Like, are they doing it to... Prom- is it promotion or is it just really like, no, I... I- I don't owe you anything. I don't, I don't know. I mean, like Sandy said, captains need to support each other. I think she said that on Sheena's podcast, if I'm not mistaken. But we, we've seen the support right now between Carrie, Sandy, Jason, Glenn, kind of Captain Glenn from Sailing kind of stays out of it on his own little bubble, which is great. That's what makes him so great. But you see that support. But when it comes to Lee, like not supporting Sandy, I'm like, you guys are old friends. Like you guys came into pump one night. I remember when they came into pump together. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're doing it for the Bravo effect but i think that lee is being left out of the revamp of below deck which doesn't need a revamp because it is the most highest rated show on bravo currently and for the past five years i believe i mean anytime you see somebody from below deck they will absolutely remind you yes they will (laughs) yes they will (laughs) the below deck people i have to say i've never first of all i love our bravo talent all of them right most of them not all of them Still don't like Jax. That's okay. Sheena had to cut that out of her podcast. She's like, you said you didn't like Jax. And I was like, I don't like Jax. And she's like, no, I have a cigarette in your face. How how do you like someone like that? Yeah. Yeah. I had a cigarette thrown in my face. Thank you. Um, But for Below Deck, it's so funny because 
every time we see Below Deck, not all of them, but a lot of the cast members, it's just like, holy, the 10 seconds of fame. It's wild. I've never You're talking though, them. you're talking about, <laughs> you're talking about like the second, third stews, deckhands, those bosuns, whatever. There are only three roles on Below Deck who, who you should really keep track of. And then it's like a chief stew, a captain and a chef. Other than that, the rest of the crew is very intercha- interchangeable, but I feel like you need those three characters, that that little triangle of characters to really support the show. Right, right. The and rest, the rest, it's like high. It's like it, this is the hospitality industry. This is the yachting industry. People come and go from yachts all the time. That's why right. there's no set cast. This is why we're not paying like Chef Rachel blew up uh, on Bravo for not. Why are we not paid like housewives? Well, because it's it's different. It's a different thing. You guys are doing a real job. Housewives are not. <laughs> um, hold on. I actually want to ask the live chat this. Because I'm curious. First of all, I don't understand the pay scale for any of the franchises. For Okay, and I know that we've said this before, guys. But example, it's changed. The pay scale has changed. I mean, kind They're of. They're not paying it, the big bucks anymore. But that's what I'm saying. It's like before, well, because they had to reel it in because then every single season, people kept renegotiating. And then we went from starting to pay these women like tens of thousands of dollars at the very beginning to paying them almost $2 million. You can't, how the hell do you keep up with that? The payment was going up and the ratings were going down. They're like, we can't do this. But I don't, I don't know if I agree or disagree with Rachel about that because she's still filming. She's still Mm. doing a job. She's in every single episode. I, I okay, so here's the thing. When I was talking about the triangle, I feel like if you, we need to solidify a triangle in each franchise, Med, uh, the main below deck, Adventure, Down Under, we need to have our captain, we need our chief stew, and we need our chef, and we need to leave it alone for a minute and then interchange the rest of the cast. If you can do that and you can prove that you can be there for that long, like Chef Rachel, I think is amazing TV, like her or not, you know, she's yeah. great TV. Do I think she needs a pay increase? Yeah. When people are in Southern Charm, this is her argument. If Austin Kroll is making that much money, why the hell am I on the highest rated show on Bravo making nothing? And I agree. I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wanted to bring this up really quick. Yes, Jason. I love, by the way, I'm so, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but I love all the naughty yachties in the chat right now. It's so great to see the anchors. That's why I dropped. wanted to ask. <laughs> and it also, it wakes you up. It gets you like, th- that's your realm. Yes. I love that shit. Yes. Um, I love anchor watch guys tomorrow night, 11 PM. So funny story, guys, we will, we will transition into Vanderpump Rules right now with this question. Um, in dub said, does anyone feel bad for Jax that, Lala's ex, he who shall not be named, owes him a lot of money. You guys are going to I have a story. So Big Ed and Jax came into Tom Tom, <laughs> right? When they did everybody, like it was, I think it was a Friday night or a Saturday night. It was right before the um, pandemic hit. So they came in and if you want to get recognized by people that you don't know, then obviously go to a restaurant that is on a reality TV show that you are on, Thank you. Right. Thank so you. Jax would always come to Tom Tom, and he would get so mad because people would want like run up to him and be like Jax, Jax, and he would act so irritated. He would be like, "Can you get away from me?" He was mean. He was nasty to people. And Randall loved it. Randall would come in. He would grab a drink. He would say hi to everybody. People would be like Randall, and he would just like he he was a celebrity. So we are. I'm in the back section. I'm getting ready to close out my um, tables and all of that. And all of these. Drunk women are like, oh my God, Randall, call Lala. He's like, what is this? They're like a bachelor party or bachelorette party. He's like, get them around a round of shots on me. Actually, two. What are you guys having for appetizers? Get them another one of those. Racks up a $2,000 bill at the end. I gave it to him with my auto grad on it because you're not not tipping me on two grand. And Correct. he said, I don't have my wallet. And I looked and I went over to Richardson. And I was like, he doesn't have his wallet. And he's like, that's not my problem. And I was like, it's not, you. it's no one's problem. The sheriff yeah. will be waiting for you outside. Yeah. And Jax had to pay the bill. And Jax said to me, he's like, God, man, I can't, I can't keep fronting this bill. Every time we go out, he's like, how much is the bill? And I said, it's $2,000 plus autograph. He's like, every time we go out, I'm spending thousands of dollars. How do you keep forgetting your wallet? And I said to Jax, I was like, he reminds me of this one loser that my mom dated. Every time we would go to Denny's on Sunday, he always forgot his wallet. That's all. Yeah. And it's like, then why are you hanging out with him? Like, learn your lesson once, move on. Like, come on. 
the connection. Yes. You know, here's the thing about reality stars, especially the ones who like work at Sir or Tom Tom or whatever. When Tom and Tom come into Tom Tom, or when they used to come into Tom Tom, they they're there for the party to take photos to to you know ramp up. They're the mascots of Tom Tom, right? When yeah. Lisa comes into Pump, it's a whole extravagant thing. Like the dogs come in first, and you know that her and Ken are right behind, and she's lovely with everyone. That's the business. The business mm-hmm. is this restaurant is on television. This is how we make money. So when people are, are there and they see you at your own restaurant, which Tom and Tom are very good at, which Lisa was at Pump four nights a week, four nights a week. Okay. Does right. she? I, I'm like, do you ever get sick of this food? Whatever. But she entertains the guests. She entertains entertains her own friends, and people like to see that because you see the investment that she has in her business. I think that's cool. But don't walk in to Tom, Tom, Sir, Pump, Schwartz, and Sandy's when you're on Vanderpump Rules and be like, oh, no photos, no photos. The most, unless you're Michelle Yeoh, who's about to win an Oscar, no one wants a photo with you anyway. Katie Roberts said the dogs come in first. Ha ha. He's not kidding. No, no, it's it's like a parade. First, we start with. <laughs> yeah, there and there's always there's yes. He he's not yes, joking. The dog the dogs come in first, and actually the dogs sit in the chairs and they stay before anyone even gets there. They're very, very well-behaved dogs. <laughs> and usually there's a Pomeranian sitting right smack dab in the middle of the table like it is a freaking centerpiece. Yes. Yeah. And they'll <laughs> eat around should it be, Those should be the centerpieces. Yeah, they'll sit there and they'll, they. I mean, they're so funny. But yes, I agree with you. You don't show up to a show. I only know two people, and I love Max Boyens. Um, mm-hmm. I loved working for him when all of this stuff came out. And then I haven't talked to him since he got fired and all that. I stopped talking to him. But when he came in to Tom Tom, when he was filming, he did have like a little <laughs> Sorry, bit what of- you just said was so funny. Yeah, right. I used to like him, but then he got fired. I just stopped talking to him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But no, he would come in as soon as he started filming. Do you remember you and I said, oh no, this is going to be bad because I was working for him. You were working right next door in the ego. And then once the show came on, people would walk up and be like, Max, oh my God, we saw you on the on Vanderpump Rules. And he'd be like, oh, so annoying. I'm going to go upstairs and I, I'm going to sit in the office. Oh, I have to film and I have to, why does Lisa and Ken expect me to show up for my job when I have to film? Well, filming is separate. That's a separate thing. I call it the the first season ego. So like anyone who gets on the show for like a little bit or has like a thing, you know, like, uh, remind me of her name. Allie? B- Billy Lee. Oh, Billy Lee. There's your first season ego, friend. It didn't last long. You know what I mean? And it's you're not being paid, that, first of all, that much to be on the show for a, the first season. And you're not like a big part of any kind of storyline. So there's no need for it. But it is funny to watch the change sometimes in people. Sometimes, I mean, with Sheena, you didn't get that ego. Still to this she, day, there's no ego at all. There's no ego. It's like she, she's, all, she's only ever asked one thing of me. And I've never been able to get it right. And it was just her good side. Even when we did the thumbnail for the behind the scenes, <laughs> I still didn't get the good side. I've we've been we've she been having said, this argument for 10 years, guys. She this said a long argument. On on I think we actually cut it out of the behind the scenes thing, but when she was like, You're on my bad side. No, that was in the behind the scenes, but then you moved over and she's like, Actually, I don't care anymore. Like every side's my good side. And that's the and way she should it. look at it. It's like yeah, you know. Um D Rich 2279, thank you for the super chat. Have you guys seen Shorts and Sandys yet? How's the decor? So when I went in town, um, I didn't actually get to see it in person because they are also closed, I believe, on Mondays and Tuesdays. And then I left on Wednesday. So I haven't seen it, but I've heard only incredible things about it. Um, and you know what? It's funny that what you just said too, Jason, about like the season one, first season ego. When we were talking at Sheena's house, when they were getting ready, Sheena was talking to Allie and she's like, you know, right now a lot of attention is going to be on you. It wasn't like, this isn't verbatim, but she's like, it always happens with the first season. And I was like, what is she talking about? Not really understanding. And then she used Brock as an example and everybody cared about Brock last season. They wanted all of the details. It's like your new blood. So then you become a focus. But then you got to carry that. A lot of them have been able to carry it. A lot of them have not. Charlie Burnett. Billy Lee. Oh God, I forgot she was on the show. I, Billy I, Lee, I, I remember. I always, I, I literally, I thought I was such a douche, but I didn't mean to do it on purpose. I walked up. I was talking to her at um, Tom Tom. She walked right past, and I was like, I don't. Why do I recognize her? And I'm like, Oh my God, that is so bad. But I just forget about her, and I, I don't think that she's she. The casting doesn't make sense for the show. 
Like the, mm-hmm. she was such a filler, and I don't understand. I, Who I don't are we talking about, Charlie or Billy Lee? I'm confused. Charlie. Charlie. Oh yeah, yeah. Charlie. Oh my God. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. girl. Like, I think that she already got that was what she already had her episode. I don't think we'll see her again the rest of the season. She did a shot with with Raquel behind the bar. I don't think anything else is going to pop up with her. I think they just needed to. This is maybe a phase out. You know, yeah. we brought on a new cast member. She kind of made waves a little bit, like questioning Lala and Sheena. You know, in certain situations, and I, I feel like okay, now let's just phase her out. That would be yeah. my recommendation. We can phase her out. We can yeah. phase her out. All right. <laughs> this was the one thing that now that we're finally here, guys, smash that like button, show some love. This is really the whole point was to talk about this Katie and Sheena drama of it all. And I just kind of wanted to hear what your guys' thoughts were. Now, Sheena Shea is being called an instigator because Katie feels like Sheena might have had something to do with shorts hooking up with Raquel. I feel like if you personally ask for a divorce from someone, you don't get to set a rule or a tone. And my one rule is don't hook up with any of anybody in our friend group. You don't even like this girl. You don't care about her. She just films with you. And when you're not filming for the three months that you film for, the other nine months, you guys probably won't even Did see Did Sheena not ask Katie? And she asked her. She asked Katie. What did Katie say? I don't care. But then like when it happens... You care. It's like there was a there was a, a really quick clip when they were at Schwartz and Sandy's at the opening, I think on the first episode, where, uh, you know, Katie said something, well, this will tear us apart. And so like, you guys are divorced. Like, what yeah. else? If you want a divorce, be divorcees. Go your separate ways. You're not involved in each other's lives anymore besides dropping off the dog. I mean, Natashki, see, and I could never do that either. I couldn't do split custody of a pet. I would just have to cutways but um natasha said i never i never liked katie but i'm on her side on this one i get what i get where katie is coming from however girl it's like you're getting a divorce just move on you're 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 dating people here's where i'm not on katie's side and 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 i understand that like i i wish like i mean i've never when you're an ex to me like that's it it's done i don't care who whatever you know i'm kind of like lala in her situation right now where like don't talk to them and then try to talk to me you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I get that. But in this instance where you, you share a friend group and your friend has come with to you and said, you know, I think that maybe like Raquel and Tom should go on a date or I don't know how it was asked. But when it was like when you say you don't care, but then like when it happens, I, I hate that. It's like, you know, I don't care. Like, come on over, you know, like we should invite this person over. And then you invite the person over and you're like, why'd you invite this person over? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of feels like that to me right now. Well, and then I, I I try to always play devil's advocate and I put myself in somebody else's position and I'm like, okay, I think I'm sitting here saying, and I'm not in the situation, I'm saying that Katie needs to get over it. However, if you and I ended up getting a divorce and then one of our friends, like say my friend from London, John, you know, lets me know, hey, me and Jason are hooking up. I would probably be like, well, you and Kim, and both of you, and thank you. Have a good day. No, and I understand that. I understand that thing too. However, let me put myself in Sheena's position. I'm on a reality show, and I want my check, so I'm going to get Tom and Raquel to go out. Right. Yeah, and honestly, right now, Sheena has to, like, if if we're not going to focus on, you know, what's going on with her and Brock, because everything is good, which is what she wants. It's what she's been trying to get for 10 years, is her happy ending. Beautiful little daughter, cute homes, businesses they're in bliss so she needs to do something and this right. was that moment you can't listen it's a reality tv show you're filming a show it's not all like it's lala who always says it can't be all kumbaya all the time right 100 percent. all right 100 percent. and also who said this natashki said y'all are in a small group on tv it's not hard to not date people it's not hard not to date people outside of the group just to make everyone comfortable yeah but then we wouldn't have a show yeah, I was going to say in LA, it's very easy. Like you can go on a date. I don't know. There's 15,000 apps for people. So I get it. I don't think like Raquel and Tom were on an app and like matched. Of course, they, you know, they're on a show and we have to watch this play through the season. I think though, Vanderpump Rules, we, we got what I think we're going to see from Below Deck too, which they don't need, but we got a little revamp in, in the way it was filmed and edited and, and everything. It, it is so good this season so far. Yeah. Um, Norma, were Katie and Raquel ever close? If so, not cool. If not, all bets are off. Yeah, they were never 
From what I understand, they were never close. When I would see her come in, she was always with Sheena. She was never with Katie, and Katie was never with Sheena. So yeah. I, I I don't think that they were close. But yeah, um, I don't fully blame Sheena because Katie Katie has her what. Oh, Katie gave her the okay, but I'm just saying I don't see how you wouldn't be mad at your coworker dating your ex-husband. And hmm. I thought it was interesting too that the entire, like all of the girls, Katie, um, Lala, Raquel, they were like, it's hot girl summer. And I'm like, you two aren't even sharing anything. Robin Dixon's over here hiding on your little <laughs> rap sheet. Raquel's over here making out with Garcelle's son, hooking up with a Peter Sir manager, and then hooking up with this guy who is getting a divorce from her co-star like, again Raquel's working doing. for the check yeah yeah working yeah. for the check good job Raquel I mean listen Raquel. it's it, Vanderpump Rules we needed this because eight and nine were just such a drawn out bore like this is I feel like 10 and there we're back with a vengeance here yeah Lisa told me that she didn't think that after season nine she said I didn't I thought it was done yeah, I think they all did I think yeah. they all did after season eight and season nine I have a feeling that a lot of them were probably clinching i couldn't imagine to cap this off i couldn't imagine being in the situation this has to be it's a job at the end of the day right but you film you hope you have a good performance you hope that you don't have an embarrassing moment and then it goes away and then it airs six months later then you have to relive it and then you have to hope that your show gets picked back up and then okay i can breathe my show gets picked up back up and then you have to hope that you get a contract and not a day rate like this is exhausting it's crazy it's crazy All crazy right. crazy crazy world for these people who live in, with those problems for the rest right. of the world yeah. well um someone asked if we took down the morning meeting this morning um we did take it down just because the stream stream yard was kind of being funny with us this morning but we and won't. our audio is mixed up and everything. But yes, we're actually going to do a morning meeting tomorrow. We're going to make them more interactive and fun. We just take callers. Listen, I got back so late last night, had no sleep. And yeah. And I kept Jason up all night. Yes. And not in like. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I was like, just thought about that when you said that. Not like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so then tomorrow we have the morning meeting. And then, of course, you guys know that we have Anchor Watch. Then we have our Real Housewives of New Jersey after party. All of the pre-records, and we'll keep posting today. Go check out TikTok and go check out all of our community polls because we love to see what you guys have to say. Did we miss yes. anything? I feel like we're good, Jay. No, we're good. All right, guys. Thank you to everyone in the live chat. Thank you for all the super chat, super stickers. And thank you to all of our incredible mods in the Adams family. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.